Welcome to Embrace It All with Certified Life Coach Angela Adams. Although living with anxiety can be a challenge, did you know that you can really enjoy your life and thrive despite dealing with anxiety? Come with me and let me show you how you can love and embrace all of it. Are you ready? Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back. I'm glad you're here. I am actually sitting here in my long sleeves, my long pants. I've got my socks on. And yes, I probably have had at least two cups of hot cocoa today. (laughs) It's been a little chilly. Yesterday, I went walking with some friends at 6.30 a.m. And I am not kidding you. It was actually cold. They had jackets and I didn't bring one and I froze. It was crazy. It's so crazy how we can go from hot to cold in just a matter of days. But I am loving it. In fact, I even made chowder last night because, quite honestly, it was a soup day. (laughs) So over the weekend, I had the opportunity to do a presentation for a group of young adults on emotional resilience, where we discussed our brains, our emotions, and our spiritual power. Anyway, this is something that, as you know, I am so passionate about. And so today I wanted to discuss the brain and in particular, what to do with the thoughts that your brain offers you on a daily basis. Now, I like that word offer because when we're offered something, it really implies that we have a choice, right? We can either accept that offer or not. So for example, I like to shop at Costco and while I'm shopping there, there are all kinds of different booths set up with various offers. There's samples, which are some of my favorite offers. There's new products and on and on and on. And then on the way out of our Costco, there are many other offers like um, remodeling your kitchen or travel offers or window treatment offers. And I get to choose. I get to choose which offers I want to accept and which offers I don't. And I will tell you, though, if it has anything to do with chocolate, it immediately grabs my attention and you can bet that I will accept that offer anyway. Or maybe if you think about it like um, a job offer, right? You've been offered a job. Again, you get to decide whether you want to accept that offer or not. And if it feels right for you and it feels like a right fit for your family, you'll probably accept it. And if not, then you will probably politely decline the offer. Now, our brains are no different. Our brains are constantly offering us thousands and thousands of thoughts every single day. And these thoughts come from all the information we see, all the information we hear, all the information we experience. It all comes from outside of us. And sometimes we think that when a thought is offered by our brains, we somehow are responsible for that thought. Even if the thought that was offered isn't something we want to keep because of the way it makes us feel, we might think that we are responsible for it, that somehow it's our fault for having that thought in the first place. And this might make us feel wrong for that random thought. And then it might 
spiral us into judging ourselves and telling ourselves we shouldn't be thinking such a thought, and which leads to shame, right? Ironically, as this spiral happens, we inadvertently end up holding onto that thought even tighter, and that spiral into more shame and more despair continues. Now, the reason this happens is because we think we created those thoughts in the first place. And I want you to know that that's not true. We do not create our thoughts, but rather we choose our thoughts. And there is a big difference. When I first learned this concept, I didn't quite understand it. So let me explain what I mean. Okay, so our brains are these amazing processing centers, right? Our brain is constantly taking in all this information from outside and processing it into thoughts. Now, we don't always have control of the information coming in, do we, right? We are surrounded by information daily. Think about it. You're driving down the freeway. We are bombarded by billboards offering so much information through advertising in the hopes that we will believe it to be truth and we will want to buy their product. We might see something on TV or something on our computer or read something in a book. We take in so much information while we're watching or reading the news, while we're at work, at school, or in any other crowded place, and our brains are taking it all in, and they are forming thoughts, and they are offering those thoughts to us. Now, some of these thoughts we like, and some of these thoughts we don't like. Our brains are constantly thinking. That's what they are designed to do. The power to think is actually a gift we've been given by God. But here's the key. With that gift, we have also been given the freedom to choose how we want to use that power to think. In other words, we have the power to accept or decline the thoughts that our brains offer to us. And we can do this without turning it into a whole dramatic, shameful deal. Now, this idea came up during a discussion I had with these young adults, and I walked them through an exercise to demonstrate how we can direct our thoughts, how we can actually choose the thoughts we want to think from the many thoughts that our brains do offer us. And at one point, I had them just notice the thoughts as they came in, just to watch them. And I warned them that they would probably want to start judging themselves for some of the thoughts that they noticed coming in. And I, I told them, please don't judge yourself. I just want that. I just wanted them to notice those thoughts and let them go by just like you would watch cars go by or clouds in the sky go by. Now, for some of them, this wasn't an easy thing to do. In fact, it was hard for them not to judge themselves for the thoughts they noticed. And they were convinced that they might not be capable of actually directing or choosing the thoughts they wanted. And this created so much feelings of dread. And I have seen this in some of my clients as well. And if this sounds like something you struggle with, let's talk about it on a call. Yes, we are taught in the scriptures, watch our thoughts and let virtue garnish our thoughts unceasingly. But I believe that this is talking about the thoughts that we choose to accept from the thousands of thoughts offered to us. The thoughts that we grab onto, the thoughts that we explore. Remember, your brain is going to offer a lot of thoughts, and some of which will probably be far, far from virtuous. 
Now, I asked them this question. What do you do when an unvirtuous thought comes into your head? And after a few seconds, I heard answers such as, oh, I beat myself up. I feel so ashamed. I feel really bad. And the reason this happens is because we somehow think that we created all those unvirtuous thoughts. Those thoughts came from all the information outside of us, outside of our brain, and our brain had to process it into thoughts. Your brain is only offering you that thought. That's it. What you do with that thought, that's what matters. Now, while I was finishing my degree, I attended a local college for and uh, for several days a week, I was on campus, and as I walked from the parking lot to my classes, my brain was taking in all kinds of information, from music blaring from the cars as they drove past me, from one-sided conversations as people were talking on their phones, to group conversations that were riddled with a ton of vulgarity. And with all of this information, my brain was constantly processing and offering tons of thoughts, and many of them were not virtuous. I couldn't control that information coming into my brain and the thoughts that it was offering me. But what I did have control over was which thoughts I wanted to accept and which ones I didn't. And you have that same power. After we choose the thoughts we want, it's at this point we become responsible for that thought. The thoughts that we grab, that we dwell on, don't just happen to us. They are the ones that we choose to think. We decide which thoughts we want to invite in to stay for a while and which ones we don't. Now, this might sound so much easier said than done, and I get it. Believe me, I do. It's not an easy concept to learn. It requires a lot of intentionality and continued practice, something I find myself doing every single day. So I wanted to share a few things with you today that may help you become more intentional in choosing the thoughts you want to accept from the thousands of thoughts your brain offers you every day. So number one, visualize it. Now I want you to picture yourself sitting on a riverbank. The water is really flowing. You're feeling really good and you see this beautiful tree next to you. And all of a sudden, you notice a leaf from that tree is starting to fall. Now, this falling leaf represents a thought that you do not like. Now, you have two choices right now. You can grab that leaf, that thought. You can crush it up, tear it up, stomp it, or bury it. But if you choose this, just know that that thought is still with you and your actions of tearing it up and stomping on it and burying it keep that thought close by, not letting you forget it. Or you have another option. You can actually choose to just notice it and let that leaf fall in the water. And what happens then? It actually floats away and it will eventually disappear. No drama, no judgment. All you did was just watch that leaf fall into the water. Let that thought go. And you can then go back and focus again on that beautiful tree and your surroundings. I love visualization. It helps me so much. 
Number two, check in with how you feel. Does the thought you're considering holding onto make you feel good or not? Does it lead to better understanding and peace or does it lead to shame and despair? Does it bring a feeling of light or darkness? Does it empower you or does it bring you down? Number three, question the motive. What does that thought eventually lead you to do or become? Our thoughts create our feelings and our feelings create our actions, right? So what does that thought eventually lead you to feel and do? All right, number four, be intentional with the information you can control coming in. Although you can't always control the information coming in, like I said earlier, you can limit it to what you do want coming in, especially when you're all alone. Now ask yourself, what kind of thoughts would be created by the information I'm choosing right now to watch or or listen to or read? It becomes a lot easier to choose the thoughts you want from information that creates more empowering and uplifting thoughts in the first place. Again, we don't always have that opportunity, but when we do, this helps so much. And number five, focus and redirect. I love this scripture. Look unto me in every thought. Doubt not, fear not. And Christ is a source of truth and light. What is another thought that helps you focus on truth and light? For me, I always think of my favorite music, uplifting music lyrics. Remember, The example I shared of walking on the college campus, well, a lot of times when I found myself in that situation, I would actually think of one of my favorite uplifting songs, and I would just think about those lyrics as I was walking through so I could let go of all the unwanted thoughts that my brain was offering me. And number six, keep practicing. This is what we are here on earth to do, my friends, is to just keep practicing. You're you're probably going to hold on to a thought that's probably not one you really do want. And that's okay. You get to keep practicing. You get to keep practicing getting rid of that thought. Now, understanding that it's your brain that is creating all your thoughts and only offering them to you is so powerful. You, my friends, are not your brain. You are not responsible for the thoughts your brain offers to you. You have the power to choose which thoughts you will accept and which ones you will let go. That is your responsibility. Remember, everything you create in your life is the result of what you choose to think. As I've watched my clients discover this for themselves, it has been so life-changing for them. It's, it isn't easy and it takes a lot of practice, but if you're willing to do this, it will really make a big difference in your life. And I am always here to help you. Just get on a call with me by clicking on the link in the show notes and let's get started. Okay, my friends, that is what I have for you today. Have a great week and I will talk to you soon. Have you ever wondered what life coaching can do for you? Sign up now for a free coaching consultation at AngelaAdamsCoaching.com. I would love to be your coach.